0: Log Talk Radio. Kimmy's over here on the side. She's playing, what are you playing? Best Beans. Best Fiends on her phone right now. Ashley waits for this, this, so, <laughs> the song. She, she will, she will pipe in every once in a while. Uh, we moved our show to Sunday nights for the time being because uh, I asked Angie, I'm like, you know, what day of the week would be good for you? Come on do the show with me. And I'm like, and then, and this, this, yeah they' see this us do the show on sunday nights it's, you know eight thirty you know And she's like, yeah, I can do it I'll do it with you sunday nights eight thirty but uh yeah, as you can see, <laughs> I am by myself why well, are Kimmy here that in fact that did not work. It, it did not happen she is sleeping uh but to be fair she's um you know it's been it's been a it's been a busy weekend we've we've had um uh, we had uh, a lavish party yes, Kimmy's birthday right holy awesome of thought. Kimmy's birthday was a couple weeks ago, and uh, we were all sick during her birthday, so we had to postpone our party. So we had um, our adopted daughter and her best friend Kristen come over to the house for her birthday. I went to go get her on Friday, and, uh, and then she came over. We had pizza it was Friday night, and then Saturday we went out and got a a, uh, a big big Mc- my car said big nugget tray. Got a big nugget <laughs> tray from Chick-fil-A. We got a nugget tray from Chick-fil-A. Oh, a little bit of a, a rhyme there. Oh. We got a nugget way. tray from Chick-fil-A. Wicker, wicker, wicker. And we got uh, uh, chicken strips and some macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese. But, yeah, so we had a big party for Kristen last night, and they were up to the all-night-long playing Phase 10. I thought there was going to be, like, a fight. Oh, chairs probably. thrown. Last of, like, night. It was it was insane. Screaming, crying, yeah, up. Almost tore the family apart. It was it was if if playing card games doesn't almost completely ruin your entire family dynamic, you're not playing card games, no. right? They 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 were, they, were, they awesome. go hardcore, especially Angie. She she, thinks, she Mom takes Mom is no very competitive, like very competitive. <laughs> Sometimes I get scared when I play with her. Yeah, um, valid. So, definitely valid. You know, but I am so like takes me a while to learn how to play a game. And I have to ask her questions. I'm trying like, to play by Uno rules because I'm like, Uno all I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll, I'll do stuff on purpose to piss her off. Like, I asked her, I'm like, so when you get, when you get a phase 10, you slap the table and yell phase 10. Oh, yeah. And they got so mad at you. Yeah. They are like, oh, my gosh, She gave me that look of death. Like, yeah, this is going to be fun. So. She's been busy doing that. She wanted to make Kimmy's birthday a good birthday. I think she had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, had, yeah. she had a good time. And, uh, so, that's why she's not here. Plus, she likes to sleep. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's what she likes to do. She enjoys sleeping. She enjoys being in her bed, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, it's a very nice bed. It's comfortable. It's where she's comfortable most comfortable, which is fine. You know? But, uh, Hopefully she'll be with us next week. Although next week's the Super Bowl, so I don't know if I'm even going to do a show on Sunday next week. P.S. can be tough. He's going to want to come on the show on a Super Bowl Sunday. I guess, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to find someone who wants to come well, on with I me. I will just stream for all the non-people who don't like Super Bowls, a.k.a. me. Holy crap, Helena's on. What's up, Helena? How you doing? Hey. And Kimberly Lillard. Kimberly Lillard. I sound like a, I sound drunk when I say it. Kimberly Lillard. He's also listening to our show tonight. So hey. what is up, guys? How are you? Welcome to the Freaking awesome Show. Helena, we miss you. Kimberly, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope you hope you guys had a great weekend. We had a good weekend. Dude, we went by too fast. Next weekend, we've got Kristen's 16th birthday. Kristen. So lovely. we've got that happening. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. It's almost Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, so we're super excited about that oh, there it is all right there it is I'm looking forward to seeing you soon, yeah, definitely. I'm sorry we, I could see you on um i guess Saturday. looking I was looking forward to uh to meeting you guys to seeing you guys at the cabin, but um, I understand one of your team members is sick, so we're definitely praying for them and uh and uh, you know we'll see you on March 6th. Very excited to see you guys, um, Helena. Oh man, I'm sorry you're sick. Man, I were you know keep keep me updated on what's going on with that. I've really missed talking to you um, and hearing. And I've been watching your your videos with um, with um, Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. Sorry, <laughs> Bowie. My bad, Bowie. And so Bowie or Bowie, because I've heard both ways. David Bowie, David Bowie with Sam Bowie. So I'm thinking Bowie. Uh, this is somewhere along yeah, the way. one of one of those. Uh, I really enjoy your videos, and uh, definitely look forward to you coming back and annoying me <laughs> in the best way. It's never annoying; it's a good, the good kind of annoying. So <laughs> you're you're trying your best. Definitely. definitely. Well, you know me; I'm always, always like I'm always unscripted. Although I, I don't know how to script a response there, but uh, naturally chaotic. <laughs> exactly. We've got. Um, we got vapor coming on the show, mm-hmm. um, which I'm guessing stands for something. I was say okay. that's a fun little name. <laughs> uh, I put vapor V A because that's that's the name of like I think it's like a Twitter handle, mm. but uh, I don't know where they're from. I know they're from Virginia, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with that. Uh, excuse me, I got a burp. <laughs> oh, thank you. Excuse me. I, I I mentioned them a few weeks ago. And that's when they wanted to come on the show because so I was like, you know they, they what, they I really want to, you know, hear some of their stories and stuff. And they were so kind and they were very generous to, to uh, come on the show with us tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, add them to the show right now. Brian. Hey, man, how are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I
1: appreciate you. Hey, we appreciate you having us on. And um Vapor stands for Valley Agency of Paranormal Research.
0: Ooh, okay. Is That's that the That's that the Shenandoah Valley?
1: Yeah, we uh we're pretty much out of the Winchester area. So okay. um but we've but you know, as well as you know, we've came down your way and have been to uh the cabin and um well some of us, not the whole team, but a few of us have came down and And uh, investigated there, and as well, um, you know, we go all the way up in the PA. You can find us all kinds of places, but we like to say that we keep our residential cases in the Shenandoah Valley.
0: So you're all over the place.
1: Yeah, most of the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's awesome. So uh, did you have a good time at the cabin?
1: I did. That that was uh, – Good. That was interesting. Yeah, I was there for the uh, world's biggest ghost hunt, and then uh, there with Chris Hammond um, oh, okay. a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. And, uh, and you were there with, yeah, it was there
0: with
1: there. Howie? Yep, yep. I was there with Howie and uh, Kat and all them. And, um, yeah, it was really interesting, especially next door at the ranch. Here. Oh, yeah,
0: house is always interesting. Yeah, that was uh... – I think I was there for a little bit. I think if I'm you not mistaken, were. I you for a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They had the uh Yep. They had that we the guys with the uh, with uh with the uh <laughs> I wanna say a machine, but it was like that yeah, program that had that echoey voice to it. I'm, I'm showing Yeah, that, that was us. Stuff. I don't Okay. <laughs> I remember that. It was and it called your name out or something or did something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm the little short, heavy set guy. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, okay. I remember that. You and I were talking a couple on. times.
1: Yeah, that's I'm right. sure.
0: Man. Well, damn. Well, but that's, yeah, that's, the, the world, Dad.
1: that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. we had some interesting stuff because we stayed the night when Chris, you know, Hammy and us were there. And, uh yeah, like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, I got up to use the restroom, and uh, something started uh, giggling. A kid started laughing upstairs. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Was this at the cabin?
1: Yeah, that was at the cabin. Yep. Yep. Wow. It did it when I was going to the restroom, and it did it when I come back from the restroom, and it was enough to uh, alert Chris's dog. So it was definitely something from upstairs. I don't know if it came from the loft or maybe the back room or where it was, but it was enough to raise the hair on the back of the neck.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always kind freaky when you hear a child laugh child's laughter and uh throwing no kids in the uh in the house so
1: yeah, that's awesome. That's kind of the worst <laughs> for me. It's the yeah. worst.
0: yeah, there have been a yeah of, um, sorts of uh children out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, We uh we were talking about that Howie, you know, and I were really close and uh you know, we uh he gave me the lowdown down before the first time I went. And uh it was exciting. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Howie is
0: the reason I got into the Paranormal. We've had uh I was part of his team all seeing Paranormal Society. My uh my ex wife, oh, yeah. her uncle yeah. was friends with Howie and then uh Yes, uh she saw I guess I put a bunch of posts on Facebook about watching ghost adventures back in the day. And uh Right. And he had asked uh, if I wanted to come on and join his team, so that's how I met Howie and it's been like you know, I've been on this strange ride ever since. That's back in two thousand twelve, <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah, I um I met Howie in Williamsport PA at a Paracon uh, they have a huge pajama factory up there and, uh, it was a little intimate, not a whole lot of people paracon, but it was one of the best I've, mm-hmm. I've been to. And I'm going to say this was probably eight, nine years ago. And, um, yeah, met him and we just gelled from the get go. It was definitely, uh, such a like energies. And uh, ever since then, you know, we've always uh, – we've done quite a bit of things together. And uh, Howie's a unique guy. <laughs> so yeah, glad to have him as he a good, close is. friend. It's amazing but, how uh,
0: fast time – amazing how fast time goes by. Like, eight, nine years ago. It's like, oh, it's just like – it feels like yesterday. So I remember him oh, yeah. watching – looking at posts of him going to the pajama factory. Eight years – eight, nine years ago, that would be what, like – 2011, I guess?
1: Probably oh, no, I see, somewhere around that. Yeah, never yeah.
0: mind. Yeah, okay. Well, I wouldn't be back then. But, I mean, but after Yeah, that, and it then, may, I, I mean, mean, maybe... So a...
1: Yeah, maybe I'm a couple years ahead of it, but, uh, but yeah, it's been at least, yeah, shoot, it's probably been, I know, at least eight years that, uh, that we met. And, uh, he, he welcomed me into the, to the Riff family and, um... You know, from that point on, he kind of networked with us when we had, um, you know, some things going on down this way, somebody would get in touch with him and he would call us because we, we deal with some, some different cases out there and, uh, he would, he would refer people to us and, uh, yeah, I go down and visit him at, at the house all the time and, um, yeah, we got got a lot of stuff coming up hopefully this summer too that everybody will be part of. And um, looking forward to it, man. I think 2022 is going to hopefully bust open for the paranormal field. And, um, yeah, seems like everybody. I was in Gettysburg over the weekend and uh, talking about birthdays. My son just turned 18 yesterday. So went and celebrated by doing some – investigated <laughs> that's what he wanted to do so um but very cool and uh yeah yeah' looking forward to yeah. doing a lot of stuff even down your guy's way
0: well happy birthday to uh your son I hope, uh, I hope you guys got some uh good evidence uh if you went to Gettysburg I'm pretty <laughs> sure you got some good stuff because that's that's uh that's a great location <laughs> um but i hope I hope you had a great birthday and uh
1: he did appreciate Many happy that. happy
0: returns to him. Uh, no problem, brother. I was uh I'm thinking about the, the pajama factory and like in my mind I've got these this, this like vision of like smokestacks, like of the gears and stuff and they're like turning out pajamas. But I'm I'm sure that's not how it is, but in my
1: head I'm no, like, actually you know, you're pretty old school no. factories,
0: like, you know
1: no man you're pretty close <laughs> oh, okay. you're pretty close okay. well i mean they have that's like one of the big predominant marks uh markers that they have is like when you're coming into williamsport and uh you kind of come up by the uh Susquehanna river and it takes you up the mountain and then kind of down into williamsport and uh you can see their smokestack from the pajama factory for a couple miles away i mean it's huge and um Yeah. The places, I can't remember if it's four or five floors and, uh, they have still some of the old machinery in there that they used, but a lot of it was done, uh, by hand. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now I believe it's now I believe they've turned it into like an art center and some business offices and stuff, but, uh, really neat active place. Once you, once you gain their trust, if that makes sense. Um, Yes. Yeah. It went. Yes. Yeah. It went. It was pretty dead. We were there for like three nights, and the first night was a little dead. Then the second night, it seemed like, you know, they were ready to interact a little bit and communicate, and uh, people had a good time. Yeah, they. uh, Uh
0: Um.
1: Yeah, they had a couple fires there. I believe that a few people, uh, you know, unfortunately, lost their lives. And then there was a lot of accidents with that kind of machinery back then with people getting pulled in and stuff like that, losing limbs and um, yeah, so a lot of history behind it as in definitely got to have something paranormal here. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, that's machines, a big part those of big it. Machines, I mean. those,
0: those, yeah, those big What's machines with the, with the gear, those big machines with all those gears and you know, if yep. you get like get too close to your, your you can get your clothes caught up in it. I was read an article about this lady in um God, somewhere like I think it was in the Ukraine or Czechoslovakia, one of those countries. Um, she she's 21 years old, pregnant, seven months pregnant. She went to look for a job at a factory. Not sure why she was looking for a job but she's seven months pregnant in a factory. Right. She, she she was taking a tour of the uh, back of the I guess the the floor the factory floor and her hair got caught in one of the gears of the machines and pulled her no. backwards ended up tearing her scalp off and killing her
1: Ooh.
0: and you think about you know, yeah. stuff happening back in like the 1800s or 1900s during the industrial revolution but like right it's like why was she wearing a helmet why was she wearing like a hairnet hey, or to something precautions for that even yeah. just for a tourist especially for a tourist yeah i don't think she, wanted, right. she was right you actually looking for a job but yeah. you know i read some it's really freaky weird stuff about like the industrial revolution because of history yeah i read some weird like gross stuff about that yeah they didn't really care much about publics or like their Oh, yeah. Employee
1: safety in and, fact, They're all about
0: making money. That was a gross one I read about. Yeah, and this place. But that's besides the point.
1: Yeah, from my understanding, this place also uh, uh, employed kids back then. Yeah. Because this would have been mm-hmm. early 1900s because yep. some of the areas on the machines were too small for adult hands to go into. So there was kids, I'm sure, that were impaired and stuff as well. Um, yeah, because one of back the back. yep, and one of them were just. Uh, I know one of the stories there was was that a uh, that one of the top floors caught on fire. Machine caught on fire, and uh-huh. a woman was there, and her children was working there too, and she, uh, I guess, had no option but to. Snag up her two kids and jump from being burnt and um uh, we believe we may have i mean you never know what your contact and you do, and you don't yeah, but um, we had several people actually see an apparition like run towards the window uh when we were there that night. I didn't witness that, but uh yeah, that's one of the the worst stories um but yeah, I'm I'm all about the history of places, but yeah, the Industrial Revolution—they were just kind of like throw them in there and pump out as much product as you can, and uh, you know we have another ten people back here waiting for a job if we lose ten of you, which is sad. Exactly, <laughs> you know, but yeah, definitely uh, the way it was, and uh, yeah, we've done we've done a couple places uh, that were like that, but the Pajama Factory is a really unique place. And um, I don't know if he still is going to have John Covey is the one that has
0: Mm -hmm.
1: the Paracon there. And I'm not sure if – I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to have one, but I don't know if it will be at that location anymore. Just because they uh, were building last time we had it, it was kind of walking through, um, you know, new – I guess they were putting new walls up like that, so it was kinda kinda weird, but yet we were very had a lot of activity because I don't think they liked the change. And yeah, uh, you see that a lot as women.
0: Yeah, that can definitely happen when you're when you change like either tear stuff down or add stuff to a to a, a structure that's that's active. They may they make sure they're displeasure with what you're doing. By, right. Uh,
1: that's like
0: I move and stuff and, you know, causing a ruckus.
1: Yeah, it's like down in Gettysburg, the uh Cash Town Inn, the famous Cash Town Inn. Uh you know, I was lucky enough to get in there with Steve and Pam Barry and uh because it was just recently sold, switched hands. And um pretty much up until this last couple months it was kept about the same as it always has been. And um, Cash Town Inn was a stop for, you know, Rock, you know General Lee was there. I mean, I don't know what Stonewall Jackson went through there. Um, but the guy, the people that own it now, decided they wanted to switch up like the bar, you know, the uh, restaurant area of it. And um, he goes, and I was with Pam and Steve this weekend. And the guy, I guess, gave him a call, like, last week, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but ever since we started construction, we come back in, and there's, like, stuff moved clean across the floor <laughs> to the other side. Like, like he's getting frustrated because it seems like he moves, you know, uh, tables to this side, you know, from where they were, and they somebody's moving them back to the way they've always been. And uh, that's sure. pretty funny because the guy, I don't think, was too much into the paranormal side of things. And um, now he's asking to possibly have someone come investigate. And, uh, yeah, pretty funny. I love it when these always, skeptics, uh, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's always fun when you have someone, especially like, like, like on a public investigation, who's kind of skeptical, but has never experienced anything and you, you play an EVP form or something or do it like a, you do like a first session or an EVP session and you play an EVP form and they hear it for the first time. And they're like, they're kind of like a light goes off and like, Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't any of us. <laughs> that was, you know, right. they kind of like, Oh, this is, like, it's, it's, it finally feels real to them. Like, like for me, yeah like,
1: if you ever have the, ever have the opportunity to do cash town, Down underneath the place, it actually is set on a spring. So when you go down in the basement, you can actually walk into one room, and it has a little concrete bridge that goes right over the spring that feeds the end. And there's a crucifix hanging up from a pipe. Uh, And so I asked the last time we were there, I said, "Well, what happened?" And he said he had some people there because it's a bed and breakfast. And So he had like a speaker come in, I guess, was talking paranormal, and this woman's in the back like heckling, you know, the guy that's talking paranormal, and um, she had this crucifix on, and as the guy's talking, something grabs the crucifix and brings it straight up like in a 90-degree angle and just sits there, (laughs) and then kind of let go of it and went back against her chest. She took it off, took it downstairs, hung it up and said, well, if you want it so bad, here you go, checks out, and uh, nobody ever heard from her again, but, um, oh, wow. yeah, it's kind of funny how things like that happen, but, yeah, there's a lot of stories like that this weekend with all of us talking, and then, uh, yeah, there's, uh, like you said, there's a lot of activity in Gettysburg, and uh, it's one of our favorite places to go visit, a lot of good friends there, and um, yeah, we visit quite often. so
0: how did you get started in the uh in the paranormal like what what made you decide to like was it at a young age you were into it you, you watching the shows or how did you get into
1: this well, about so my grandparents uh where I grew up at was a little town called Strasburg. Virginia, which is about 20 miles south of Winchester. Um, not far, I'm going to say within 10 minutes uh, drive uh, from where I grew up at is where the Battle of Cedar Creek was fought. And my grandparents gave my parents for a wedding gift property to build on on the back of their property. And at a young age, I remember my grandfather taking me down into, you know, like a little hollow in woods behind the house, and showing me these big, um, massive, just mounds of what I thought was rock, but it was actually lead. And as I grew older, I understood what they were talking about. But what it was is the Confederates, the Confederacy had, um, was having issues at that point with getting ammunition so they would melt down any ammunition that was duds or left on unfortunately anybody that died they would remelt it and make whatever they were lacking so they had an ammunition dump right in the backyard of my house pretty much (laughs) so um oh wow but about when i was three four years old um i so Just to tell the story quickly, I had in my window in my bedroom, which was, you know, just five feet off the ground, um, had one of those fans that you can either suck air in or suck air out. And at nighttime, in the summertime, I always liked laying opposite on my bed so the fan would blow on me when I was young, young. And I would always see something or somebody walking by outside, and I would freak out, go wake up the parents, stuff like that. Obviously they're not believing me. You know, after checking outside and stuff two or three different times they wouldn't believe me. And this wouldn't happen every night, but it was a couple of times a week. So sure. I finally got finally got the nerve, as I got a little bit older, to the window and watch and What I saw in my neighbor, who's my best friend, he stayed with me that night and kind of got the nerve up, and we watched what looked like a Confederate soldier walk right past my window, I mean, within like 10, 15 yards. And from that point, um, I would – I really got into the Civil War side of things and started, you know, reading on that, every book report I do in school was Civil War. And uh, my parents bought a um, membership into a private camping resort. And when I was about fifteen, I met a guy from Fredericksburg, uh, Carl Lawhead, and a shout out to his team at C Paranormal out of Strasburg. And
0: yeah,
1: um well, and Carl was into we. As we talked, we were both musicians, so we both liked music. And then we soon found out that we were both had a lot of questions about the paranormal. And uh, what did we see? Carl Carl grew up in a house that was used, I believe, as an officer's quarters during the Battle of Fredericksburg. And so to him, paranormal activity was almost like a normal every day. And so from that point on, him and I would go to little houses we'd take little walks to places that we knew were supposedly haunted and uh check them out we'd drive some places once we got old enough to drive and then i just continued that once you know we got old enough carl graduates he's you know moves back to fredericksburg i'm in Strasburg still and uh from that point i met some people that actually were pretty serious about the paranormal and that's when I first learned how to try to do edps and stuff like that and um from that point I traveled a whole lot playing music and got to go to a lot of cities that had these famously known places and here my here I am going in by myself to some of these places with with a uh believe it or not a cassette tape recorder because that's all we had back then, and, you know, going in and asking questions and getting some stuff back and this and that, and uh, it just grew from there, and I just met people throughout the field. I was lucky to, uh, you know, to get to know Pam and Steve Barry out of Gettysburg, and I met people through them, met Howie, uh, you know, and it just grew from there because I've always wanted to know, exactly where did this confederate soldier come from why mm-hmm. you know the questions with the paranormal what are we seeing what are we you know it just got deeper and i went to went to college and took a little bit of parapsychology and um you know from that point it was uh like i said i i go with a lot of different teams you know myself and uh mm-hmm. You know, I pick up something from each team, you know, no matter what it is. I pick up a little bit of knowledge from every single place that I go to investigate with people. And, but my biggest thing was, was to, uh, I felt I had a calling to help people who were having issues with hauntings in their homes and not knowing exactly what was going on. And my team, uh, you know, consists of a few of us. And that's pretty much what our goal is, is to uh, go into residences or even some businesses we've been contacted by and try to get answers for them. And, um, you know, we have a unique team. So it, it's really good. But I, like I said, and some of us, we go to all the the big places, you know, with other teams like St. Albans, Pennhurst. We just did Hensdale House. Uh, New Year's Eve Wildwood Sanitarium um, Yeah So and those places are more for research if that makes sense than it is to yeah. go in yeah. and actually help somebody but that's the biggest thing that we created this team was to uh, You know to be out here to help people and also to find answers and um, So far so good. We actually have a priest on our team uh he is one of a few uh sanctioned by the Saint Michael's Order of Exorcists and he actually is on our team. Not that we have to use him a whole lot. I don't wanna get into that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That case. side of it. Yeah, well, I don't want to get in that side of it, but we do we do come across cases but very far and in between that uh, you know, he has to come in and actually do his work. I mean, he'll come in, and a fabulous guy, man, Mike Ross, and, uh, you know, he'll come in sometimes just to help people that, um, you know, are going through things that might not be a bad thing, as in an energy, and uh, he comes in and gives them kind of a peace of mind, you know, and um, so we... So we work with stuff. I mean we've come across some nasty stuff before, but it's like I said, far and in between. And um, uh, you know, that, that irks me a little bit to see a lot of Hollywood leaning towards that all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm, you know, do like your work but uh, you know,
0: that's what's that? They want it, that's it's more entertainment think they going more the, towards the demon route is definitely it's it's more about entertainment than um oh yeah you know actual yeah, I think that, real I, life I think a few times not everything's a demon
1: yeah you, yeah exactly i mean you know like i try to tell people what i've learned over the years and i've been doing this like 37 years now i guess um uh-huh that most likely if they were an ass when they were alive, they're most likely an ass on the other side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's, and I've learned that, you know, if they were, you know, we've been into some places doing residences that, you know, they told us about their grandfather was a really strict, nasty, you know, womanizing, didn't like women type of guy. And the women were the ones that were having the most activity, you know, happening to them and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, they're thinking a demon. And I'm like, eh, most likely it's grandpa because grandpa didn't like, he didn't like the working woman and stuff like that. We just had a case like this. So that's why I'm referring to it. But, uh, you know, it's not demonic. Yeah. I mean, it's all, there's, I mean, there's bad stuff out there.
0: I could be wrong. And I often am. But if i'm pretty sure if you if, if there's a demonic entity or something happening you'll probably you'll probably know because they they uh it's a lot harder it's not stuff they show like ghost adventures where it's like Zach is you know i'm going to take on a demon <laughs> you know right. you don't really want to do that that's not something you want to do that's all theatrics right
1: exactly you know well, I can tell you, man, to be honest, with the ones that we, I don't want to say we labeled them demonic, but we thought probably we mm-hmm. were look, working with something close. Believe it or not, they were very quiet, especially when Mike's around. Um, well, like, I'm there's so not much activity. Them, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. But it's kind of funny because, you know, like you said, you got this guy on TV that's that's yelling stuff and this and that and you know, uh, and you know just trying to trying to get something to come on him. And if he actually probably came across something, yeah, you know, there's uh, I think he learned his lesson on a, on a few different times. But uh, yeah, we go in and a lot of times we find out.
0: Have viewers too. That's a, that's the thing. they you know, they've got a.
1: Yeah, that's what it's all they're, about. They're doing it
0: that's for. They're fans. I always oh, find it funny when, like, people antagonize ghosts and stuff and then are like, oh, my God, when they get, like, a negative reaction. Like, oh, you wanted yeah. this. You called this out. and why, So why are you so surprised? <laughs> they jump and
1: scream. Exactly. Oh, they run right away. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but we were at Pennhurst uh, last year, the year before last, and, and had a guy down in Candyland, uh, one of the known areas there, And the guy, great guy, I won't say his name, but he is a wound up, you know, I'm coming at you, Zach Bagans type of guy. And, uh, yeah, so he's down in Candyland. And we were having good communication before he showed up. And he comes in Uh, and he's like, like, you're going to talk to me. And you're going to do this. And uh, a couple minutes later, he gets real quiet. And I walk over, and I'm like, what's wrong? And, uh, yeah, he um, had some scratches on him. Some grabbed a hold of him. And uh, he's like, I can't believe they did that to me, just like she's saying. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, you were yelling you're going to talk to me and stuff and uh, get what you get, you know. And yeah. we're supposed to be there to, you know, to to research and learn and not, you know, to me – I very seldom will you see me stick around any investigator that's not respectful. I mean that's what it's all about. We're going into these places that are these energies home these spirits' homes that's where they're at. We're coming into their place, you know, and um, if we're really trying to do the right thing and try to get answers, then we have to be very respectful of them uh that seems to work better. Plus I'm with her. I'm not gonna go in there and get all crappy with somebody and then have something jump on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want that. Yeah. Um and I've seen people have have had attacks. You know, I, I was at St Albans a couple years ago and we and I was joking around about something in an area that I probably shouldn't have made the joke about it, but it wasn't meant in bad spirit. But whatever was around took it that way. And, I man, I ended up on the floor on my knees. I mean, it felt like something was, like, cutting my stomach out. I mean, it was horrible. And, uh, you know, I had a couple people help me out, and then once I got through the threshold of the area we were in, I was fine. But I was like, I will never make a joke like that again. (laughs) You know, no.
0: Yeah, you gotta take this stuff seriously. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people they come into these investigations, and it's like they see what happens on TV, but it's it's not it's not real to them until something happens to them. You know, it's right. Till you experience it for yourself, you don't really know if it's real or not. But once you experience it, you, unless you're super close-minded, which some people still are, they can do. They can have invest. They can see a ghost walk right in front of them and it's still one <laughs> yeah, of So you can't you can't do anything about them. But a lot of people they, they, they take it they don't take it as seriously as they should. And if you, know, you were just saying a joke and you got attacked, um and they, they see these guys on T V and they they people think that, oh, this is how you this must be how you ghost hunt. And even watching I'm watching some YouTube channels and it's like Ghost Adventures light, pretty much. It's like, they're just yeah. go in there and they'll, they'll do it the same way Zach does. And it, it's, that's his thing. That's his stick, you know? And he never said this is, this is like an instruction manual on how to investigate, but some, I think some people may look at it like that. Like, oh, well, he gets, he gets results by oh, yelling this and screaming.
1: creator person that gets a lot of views. That's obviously how it's done, and so, only that way. So
0: they have a cookie-cutter version of, yeah. you know, Zach Bay doing it his way, and it's like, you know, do your own thing, you know.
1: Yeah, we call, we call we them couch investigators. <laughs> That's what we call them. Yeah. Oh, here come the yeah. couch investigators, yeah. you know, because they've been, been like, watched this I, season.
0: That I was a huge, that was a huge Ghost Adventures fan, man. I would turn the lights off, and it's, you know, Back in there, the I was living to the like, fireplace, I'd build a fire, like, in the wintertime, and put on Goose Adventures. That was, that was, I was Oh, yeah, man. The early yeah. Goose Adventures.
1: Oh, yeah, when that he first saying, came out, man, they weren't yeah. bad. But I can tell you, man, seriously, I'd have to give him props. Some of these documentaries he's done, I think that's his calling more than other stuff, you know? um, Yeah, Um That's just my for a point long time, I know yeah. a lot
0: of you know people like to talk like to talk trash
1: about him because of
0: the way he does things and it's, it's not it's not everyone's cup of tea, uh, right? You know, but he, you know, I used to, I admit, I was a big Ghost Adventures fan growing up. Uh, you know, back in the day, I guess when they first started coming out and stuff. So cool. what, do you, so what do you say is your yep. best piece of evidence? You have you, you, like one of you is like oh holy crap this is really awesome. Well, maybe your top three pieces of evidence that you think are, are your best.
1: So um, so Moundsville, uh, West Virginia State Penitentiary, is one of my favorite places to go. And they had a paracon there, I guess, five, six years ago. And for the paracon, they told teams, hey, the prison's open for investigating, but you have to leave you know a person or two at your table. And so luckily at that time we had a couple of our kids with us and they were old enough to take care of the table. So we all be bop into the prison and I wanted to go to the sugar shack, which is the famous, you know, area. And I went down there and once you get underneath the prison, uh, once you get so far down the hallway to go into this place, it's like, you can't see anything. And, um, So I went in there, and, you know, I asked, uh, you know, the obvious questions. Anybody here? Stuff like, can you make a noise? And I wasn't getting anything, but my equipment started dying. And we had just, I mean, I just put fresh batteries and everything, stuff like that. Well, it got to the point that the two gals at that time that was on the team with us freaked out, and they decided they were going to go up to this hallway that leads in there where they could be in a little bit of sunlight <laughs> because they were scared. And mm-hmm. I was telling them, please, please don't leave me here because my flashlight died, everything else. And I was more worried about the safety concern of falling, you know, into a hole or something like that. And as I was leaving, I decided to take a couple of pictures with my phone and, um, something slapped the wall next to me and then something shuffled right up behind me. And I'm not afraid to say that I exited faster than I entered. (laughs) And uh, we get back to the hotel that night and yeah. And we got to the hotel that night and actually my son had just turned 18. He's looking through my pictures and he says, who's this? And I caught this apparition or whatever it was but literally you can see the sneakers. You can see that it looks like it has shorts on, but as you move up, when you get to the neck, the neck was like three times longer than what a normal human beings is. And, um, the, the face was smushed like, uh, yeah, man. Um, so I sent it off to a good friend of mine to, uh, you know, lighten it up and stuff like that and everything. And, uh, Still this day we can't figure out, you know <laughs> what it is. I mean it's it's obviously. I definitely want to see yeah, that. I will. I'll send that to you. Yeah, and um, so I talked to one of the old prison guards there because he was the guy that was, that now gives uh, tours, and I showed him mm-hmm. the picture, and he's like, and he's looking at it, and he's like, well, a lot of this makes sense until you obviously get up to the neck because the sugar shack obviously has gets its name because it was a place that they would have wreck time at when weather was bad and they were unsupervised so you can use your imagination and realize why they called it the sugar shack and yeah, uh, yeah. but you got to think this prism is open from 1800s but it didn't close till like 95 94 95 So in the 80s, if you remember, man, the style was wearing high-top sneakers with the tongues hanging out of them, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know, like, so that's what this thing has on. And then remember the old style, like, jogging shorts that were kind of cut up the leg a little bit, that's what the shorts look like. But then it looks like it has a belly shirt on, like, showing its midriff and he said this makes a lot of sense because that would have been advertisement in fact you know i mean i don't want to get too far into that but that was oh, and no, he said I, I a lot of times <laughs> so yeah he said a lot of times that when they would have bad weather they would allow them to dress out in whatever they were probably brought in you know whatever whatever brought yeah. into the prison they didn't have to wear their and, uh, yeah, so that was the best picture I ever got. And then a few EVPs, um, yeah, we've got an EVP. We just did a uh, the Mark Addy Inn in Nellie's Ford, Virginia. Uh, anybody that's listening right now, if they're interested in investigating that place, they should really – Uh, check into it because she is wide open for having investigations there. Now Uh, this place, man, used to be Thomas Jefferson's physician's house. That's how old it is. And um, it started out as a cabin and built into a uh, bed and breakfast, but a young lady died there with uh, bacterial pneumonia, like back in early 1900s. And, uh, that's what she said is that's one of the spirits they have haunted the place and we've got a an EVP I'll send you that too uh we left and went to dinner uh the Saturday we were down there and left some EVP recorders running nobody else was in the place the actual owner went with us uh to dinner and um we come back and listen to just see if we caught anything. And in the room that the young lady died in, you clearly hear a young lady call out, doctor. You just hear her say, doctor? That's one of the best EVPs I've ever caught. And uh, oh, wow. actually a friend of mine, yeah, a friend of mine that was with us, actually it was his recorder, and he, i should say he called it. But, yeah, the Mark Addy Inn, we were the only team to investigate it and have been the only team to investigate it. So that would be a very good spot for teams uh, to check out. She's very wide open the for Mark- letting people in there. Yeah, it's M-A-R-K-A. The Mark- Mark- and then Addy is A-D-D-Y. And that is in Nellie's uh- Ford, Virginia, which... It sets it sets uh, pretty much on Afton Mountain, outside of Charlottesville, that area. Um, I've been out there. Yeah, it's uh, incredible place, man. Incredible place. And uh, her husband, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, her husband unfortunately passed away about a year ago. But he was dead against paranormal stuff, even though it was happening around him all the time. So, um, once he passed and stuff, she she is looking to, uh, I, you know, she had us come in to validate that the place had something going on because she wants to lean, I think, a lot towards letting teams come in, maybe even some paracons. Beautiful place, man. And uh, she's wonderful. So, yeah, I would recommend any team uh, to check it out, definitely.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would definitely uh, look into it.
1: Um, We're getting
0: close to the end of the show here, man. This hour has gone by super fast. Right. Too much fun. I got a few. Got a couple more questions left for you, brother.
1: Um, Sure. What do you
0: think? Or since Angie's not here, this is her favorite question to ask. Uh. On your paranormal bucket list, what are the top three locations that you have that you want to investigate that you're – no money, money is no object, and you can go wherever you want. What are, what are your top three locations that you want to and that you would like to investigate?
1: Well, obviously, Waverly Hills. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> actually working on that. Actually working on that, but i tell you one man that I really want to go to is Brushy Mountain State Prison or State Penitentiary. It's down in uh, Tennessee. And that one, yeah. And uh, I would say the third, believe it or not, a lot of people look at me weird when I say this, but I would like to do the backside of Ellis Island, there where the Statue of Liberty is, because they Uh, still have the old... Well, they still, so when they brought people in, uh, the ones that were turned away, they put them on the backside of the island in these long row houses. And I was up there pre-COVID and took a tour and got talking to one of the park rangers there. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I have to come out here so many times, he said, on my shift and walk back there because somebody has uh radioed in that was out in the harbor, you know, in a ship or in a boat and they see two or three people walking back there in those where those row houses are. And he's like, and I know every time that I go back there that there's nobody gonna be there and he said, <laughs> you know, but he showed me a uh-huh. couple of pictures that you could clearly see that it was an apparition. And uh but nobody's ever investigated there. So that would be one of the places, but obviously I'd love to go over in Ireland to some of the castles.
0: Yeah, those are some great locations. I, I never thought about the backside of Ellis Island. That's uh that would be very interesting to see what kind of stuff you'd be able to get back there. Um big thing. So last question. What do you, for your what in your opinion what is for you what is the best uh the best part of being a being in a paranormal what's what's the best thing for
1: you helping people it really is um the the history and adventure of it's obviously cool but when you go into yeah. a place and there's a child involved and they're not sleeping and there's stuff going on and you can somehow, some way, get a peace of mind to that family. That's that's what it's about for me. That's what I really like about it.
0: Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's, that is a great feeling when you can help someone. Give someone peace of mind. That's, that's that's really why we need to be doing this, to help people out. And, you know, when people are on, on their last nerve and they don't know where to turn, you know, and it's, no one, no one will believe them. It's good to have people like you to come out and help them out and uh, and give them some peace of mind. That's that's great.
1: Yeah, and, and it's nice to see people get their minds open and, and understand that uh, that there is something after this life. You know, um, I know a lot of times we have went into places I don't like going into a place that say, you know, dad just passed away a couple weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they're for sure they think dad's, you know, trying to give him a sign or something. And, uh, you know, we don't, I myself prefer not to go in at that early of a stage because everybody needs their time to grieve. But once you get past that part of it, uh, to go in and give people a peace of mind that, yeah, you know, there's something after this. And uh, there's mm. so many questions, man. So many theories, questions, and I try to suck in as much information as I can, even if it sounds crazy, because that might just be the person that, that nails it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That gives us yeah. the right answers.
0: Yeah. I guess. Keep an open mind. So we've got exactly. about 90 seconds left. I want to give you a chance to just talk about your team and uh, where people can find you guys, how they can get in touch with you, contact you, check out
1: some of your evidence. And, uh,
0: yeah, the floor is yours. Sure.
1: So I have my team members are Mandy Miller, um, Erica Boyer, James Hershey. um, Got a few other members on there, Dusty Taylor. And what we do is you can find us on Vapor VA or just Vapor on Facebook and join in on our uh, page there, like us. Also, um, staring into the abyss, one of our team members, James Hershey, he has a podcast and YouTube uh, station, and that's where he puts a lot of our videos from our uh, investigations, which we do put on our Facebook um, page as well. But uh yeah, you can get us at myrealparanormal at Gmail dot com as well.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. How much time we have left, like sixteen seconds. So I appreciate you, man, and uh hopefully you'll be able well, to come thank back down to the cabin. And we'll talk Absolutely. to you. I'll have you back on the Yeah. You have a great yeah. night and uh we'll talk to you later. Have a good appreciate one. Appreciate
1: it, Brian. Thank you guys. You too, man. No Thanks. problem.
0: Bye. 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 So, yeah, that was a great, fun interview. It was nice getting back on uh, Sunday nights. uh, But we are back, actually, we'll be back on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. We've got um, Robin Jocelyn Priet, something like that, uh, coming on the show. She is the lead investigator of New England Paranormal. So we're leaving the state of Virginia and going up the coast to New England on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. I guarantee Angie will not be here because it's 9 o'clock, but hopefully Kimmy will be joining us again. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to be back here Tuesday night with uh, Robin. So we will talk to you later. Thank you, guys, for tuning in tonight. Thank you, um, Andy, from uh, Vapor. I completely Valley something. I really forgot what it was already. Um, but yeah, hope everyone has a great Monday and we'll see you on Tuesday night. Have a great night, guys. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate it and we will talk to you soon. Bye.